Welcome back to another GVO podcast, the Good Vibes Only podcast, where we are uncut, unfiltered, and uncensored. Enjoy. Med students, I was like talking with another medicine like colleague of yours the other day, and I found it so interesting that like, as medicine where you study the body so much, you don't have like human nutrition as like a part of your curriculum, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, they don't, <clears throat> they don't specifically teach us nutrition, but they teach us all the basics for you to, to kind of make your own assumptions. If you, if you just think about like biochemistry and physiology, you, you, get, te- you get taught like what, how the food gets broken down and what is the essential components that you need. And we study all the vitamins and everything that you actually require, but they don't teach nutrition because no one actually really understands nutrition. There's not enough uh, scientific data to actually back it up and tell you, okay, this is the specific diet that you need because each person um, differs so much, like individual by individual is so different. You You can't really just say like, this is nutrition because it's, Nutrition is different for every person. Yeah, because I found it like really strange because I mean, surely how many diseases and stuff can actually be like on the low key cured just by following a good diet, getting the right amount of nutrition in. But yet again, the doctors that are like grown up or getting taught right now don't necessarily have just one nutrition. Okay, this is a good diet. That is a bad diet, if you know what I what I mean. I I, I do understand what you mean, um, but like obviously there's the the widely accepted bads, like okay, fast food is bad because it's highly processed. You know, you can you can go buy a Big Mac, you can leave it on your counter for four weeks, and there would be nothing on it. It would be the same as it was four weeks ago because it's so processed. Not not even the fucking bacteria wants to eat it. Have you seen that video? Like, I don't know when, but I saw this video of like this girl that like put like a McDonald's burger, like, I don't know, not a Big Mac, like one of those small cheeseburgers. She just kept it in the packet for like two years in like a container, takes it out. And the thing is like, a-okay, man. It's a bit, I would probably not eat it, but it's like still a fucking burger. Like, how? That's, you, you could... That, that's a very logical experiment that anyone can do if you if you take any piece of fresh food like if you go take you go buy some meat and you you make a burger yourself you leave it out for three days and it's gonna be fucking rotten uh, you would that thing would smell it would be full of fungus uh, but why 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 would a McDonald's burger look like that and you want to put that in your body and expect your body to process that as nutrition so you would say like that is almost seen as the majority of the processed foods is seen as like a bad in the nutrition point of view or because I know you read a book about nutrition quite recently and I was like this is actually like something I would love to find out more about because you know nutrition even in my own eyes I see it as such a big question mark because not for myself but for human kind as a whole because look how many like diets just pop up every like five six years oh shit do climb on keto keto is the shit 
No, become a vegan. Vegan is the shit now. Now, paleo was good. Now it's carnivorism. It's all these different diets. And then yet again, we still sit with this basic conclusion that we have a large population that is obese. We still have no idea actually what nutrition entails. And yeah, it's like, where do you go from this point of not knowing nutrition? If if it comes down, it it kind of comes down to like very basic principles, like the less processed, the better. So the fresher food is obviously the better option. Um, and then variety. You want variety. It comes down to your microbiome. And this is only something that we recently started understanding in the last five years is how important our microbiomes are. Um, this is like the bacteria and yeah, stuff yeah, in like your all, stomach. All, all the bacteria in your intestines and stuff because they help break down the food. They help uh, break down bad cholesterols. They, the, the fibers and stuff that you can't break down in plants, they, they break the bacteria in your system, breaks it down and releases the, the nutrients and the vitamins that you need. So if you're eating more and more bad foods, you are feeding the bad bacteria. So the better foods you eat, the better bacteria you are cultivating. And the more variety that you eat, the more variety of bacteria that you are feeding. So you want a nice, diverse microbiome. And they, they, if you look after your microbiome, they will look after you. That's why antibiotic treatments is such a big problem. Because you are killing out so much of your microbiome. So you, you need to get those, those, those prebiotics and probi- probiotics being yogurts and stuff that contain yeah. yogurts and like fresh cheeses, not processed cheeses, those slices. And no American uh, yeah. cheese. No, no yeah, no, yeah. Not, not, no, not American cheeses, those fucking frozen pizza, stuff like that. Those, those are all the bad processed foods with the chemicals that cannot be broken down. So they cause um, reactive oxygen species, like little little molecules that want to like bind other molecules and then there's not enough to be binding so there's these little free atoms just causing damage in your cells yeah free radicals right exactly yeah free free radicals radicals, and they are they are causing inflammation in your gut and that's where like where things like ibs and crohn's disease and stuff comes from that it's mainly a lack of diversity in your microbiome and what um as you mentioned that book i read uh it was written by this doctor tim Spector. Um, so he's, he, he does very wide covered studies on twins to see genetic relationships in diets. And he has over like 30 or 40,000 pairs of twins that he's studying long-term over 20 years already. And then you can see like some twins, like then the one twin, they are genetically identical. So you can, and they are raised in the same conditions. So then you can take out the genetic and the environment factors. So they have the same diets, they were raised the same, and they have exactly the same genes, but one is fat and the other one isn't. And then he traces it back to like their childhood. And then the one got like um, infections as a kid. So they got extensive antibiotic treatments. So their microbiome was diminished. So they didn't have the correct microbiome. So that one got obese because they don't have the correct bacteria processing the food inside of them. So that one started becoming obese. The other one is healthy and fit. They do the same amount of, like their lifestyle is exactly the same. So, okay. 
seeing that like we still don't know that much about nutrition like why do you say we don't or not say it but how do you how do we not know that much about nutrition like why is it not apparent after all these years of like studying because i mean humans have been on the planet for like forever and like why is nutrition not as well known as like for for say taking a paracetamol pill and knowing okay a headache is going it's going to help with headache or eat apple fruits and stuff like that and that's going to help like um that like because like drugs like say paracetamol is a simple chemical structure that we have studied and created ourselves that's one chemical and we know it's going to target one thing in your body and it's going to fit it, it has widespread effects in your body but you know the chemical structure you know the receptors you know those things but a food a food substance is such a complex mixture of different molecules that you cannot you cannot separate them into all individual molecules and say this one has this effect and this is that effect because we have grown up with this um recent phobia of fats and everyone's like stay away from yeah. fat stay away from fat but no one really knows what fat means fats are actually very crucial in our diet so you, you can't just cut them out because it's a it's nutritionally necessary so uh, you can't just say this because you you get the good fats you, they say you get the good fats and you get the bad fats and you want to get low fat milk and low fat yogurt yeah. and stuff but from the research it's also very unclear because there's I mean, many factors that plays role like people who tend to eat unhealthy also tend to smoke and also tend to drink so you cannot say okay this food causes heart disease because it's most likely also from smoking and drinking yeah, and, and drinking and everything. You, you you cannot clear all these factors out and you cannot take a food and break it into these little substances and say this part of the food causes that this part is that like this part is good of food like how they say red wine is good for heart disease it's not necessarily because it has antioxidant effects that can be good but then the alcohol becomes bad again and then there's a sugary part and you it's food is just so complex that it becomes very hard to study on an individual level yeah you can because on that wine point like so wine actually contains like resveratrol which is actually like a substance that helps with like lifespan like increasing your lifespan and stuff like that or they showed scientific like studies that it actually helps increasing lifespan in like mice or something but yet again you it's not just resveratrol that you are drinking this is a combination of alcohol in this it is everything and then you can't really say okay yeah or if you are french you eat your cheese and you drink your wine and the french look pretty slim but the diet if you look at it as a whole it is not the healthiest diet but yet again these like i i would say it, you can yeah i i understand what you mean yeah you can't really pin it down to one point yeah you can't just say it's one chemical because it's also a diet is coming from a lot and it, all a lot of the research positively points to mediterranean diets as being the best i've heard that also i've heard the mediterranean is like almost a diet that is the base for well, your microbiome and stuff like that yeah and they also have the wines which is shown to be good uh they have the fermented cheeses and stuff so the 
dirty cheeses. These cheeses are fermenting on like wooden, dirty things, and they're gathering all these bacteria and Those stuff. Those stinky cheeses. That's exactly. what you want. And and people have this <laughs> this viewpoint of like bacteria is bad and you don't want microbes and stuff. So everyone's trying to be all too clean. But the reality is it's very good for you to take in a different microorganisms and stuff because they actually help you be healthier. And then the Mediterranean diet is high in fiber, lots of salads. Olive oil is proven to be one of the... They call olive oil is one of the superfoods. Really? So, what about like fish? For like example, meat and stuff. Because I know personally like family members of mine, like my mom can't eat meat at all. Because like if she eats it, she gets so heavy. Even me after a girthy steak, you know, you almost get in that post-food like coma. Yeah, you know? become so tired. Like if you have a burger or something, you just want to pass out and sleep. But like fish on the other hand, it's... Mostly, it's a light of meat almost, you know? It's like chicken, but I would say almost lighter. And I think fish is a really good... Personally, I would say I wish I could eat more fish, but sadly, in Hungary, the fish quality is not where you want it, so... Yeah, any landlocked country, it's a little bit It's hard. not. It's not as fresh as you want yeah, today. Yeah, it's like, I don't want something that took hours and days to get you. And it got put in the yeah, fridge. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the meat is a hard part to talk about. Uh, I don't understand it that well. But I do know, I do know you need meat in your diet. What, but what is your opinion of vegetarian diets and stuff like that? I, I do not think it's bad. Um... I think it's good, but like you should you shouldn't just be leaning into one thing. I think even vegetarians, so so vegetarians, should at least um, like the guy the the book I read. He's basically vegetarian, but he says once or twice a month he eats meat, just to get that you know the iron and um, the vitamin B twelve and stuff that you do get from meats. That it's really hard to get it from other foods. You can get it from supplements, but it's not as once again, like a supplement is just one thing. Yeah, you need that combination of the things working together, feeding your microbiome. Like he he said, he went like full vegan. They just couldn't maintain it. He became weak and stuff after a while. Like, but then he said he just worked in like some chicken twice a month into his diet. He just has some chicken and then maybe just it was perfect diversity like shocked the body a bit. Exactly, like exactly. You you just need that. We, we, were, we were built after millions of years of evolution. But then again, like people can't really use, because that's, that's where the paleo diet comes from. People are like, yeah, let's eat nuts and raw, raw things. We don't cook it. We, we eat like yeah. our ancestors ate because that's what our genes would technically say. And logic says, yes, that makes yeah. sense. But, but we evolve way faster than they actually think. Like, I, I also think like logically you'd think, okay, yeah. Back in the day, the monkey men ate that. But no, I think, isn't one of the like the biggest things of us developing, mostly growing the brain during this evolution process, is the discovery of fire and the ability to actually break down foods via cooking it. Exactly, yeah. Because uh, once you cook it, because it, look at a plant, man. It, I'm not walking up to a tree and just 
fucking starting eating branch. That's not that's not realistic or just like leaves. But for example, you can take broccoli for example. Like broccoli just like that. Sure, it's good, but once you steam it, I feel it's more appealing to eat. Yeah, but you also it it because that's as you said like where the the brain development comes from like um broccoli or like something say high high in carbohydrates like a potato if if you eat a raw potato you wouldn't be able to extract you would be able to extract like 20 percent of the energy you would if it was cooked because then you would be spending so much energy breaking it down that your net energy that you get out of it isn't as high as you would if you cook it so if you cook it it gets broken down in your body easily. So we evolved in the last 200,000 years to eat cooked food. So our small intestines have become significantly shorter um, because we don't need all that space to be breaking down the food because they are cooked. And now people want to go back to paleo diets. And a lot of people do see benefits from it, but a lot don't either. And like, also, the discipline it takes to stick to these diets. No one oh. can do it because it fucking all, sucks. All of these... Let's be honest. Like, look at all of these diets. Like, so keto for one, that is a ridiculous diet to follow. Keto is pretty much having the majority of your intake being fats. So, and almost zero to none carbs. So, when what ends up happening is your body goes into ketogenesis where you're, you don't have carbs to break down anymore. There's no more glucose that your body can use as energy. So now it needs to convert your fatty acids and stuff in, like that into energy sources, which is like proven to be great for like all Alzheimer's and stuff like that. Yeah, and brain health, it's very good. So, so good for brain health. But to actually come into state of ketogenesis where you only use fats as an energy source, you literally need to be eating bacon, avo, and a f- shit ton of, like, olive oil. Yeah, like, like even almonds and stuff. It's... So many, like, vegan also. Man, I love myself a bit of egg, eggs in the morning, you know? Maybe a little bit of milk every now and then. But shit, like, it's it's very restricting these diets and then yet again does it really change that much just because you know your microbiome maybe not work with it or not like yeah yeah that's why you should you shouldn't go to the extremes in anything um actually an interesting thing that i was thinking about now with the the keto thing like back in the 1930s 40s and still to this day in like uh, poor, poorer countries, Eastern Europe and stuff, they, they use um, bacon, like pig fat. And they, for children who has epilepsy, what? We, we still don't really understand why it works, but they, they would like, um, I read this book about a neurosurgeon that he would go to Ukraine and stuff to, to, to treat like poor villages and stuff. He would do some like, elective brain surgeries and stuff he says you walk into that hospitals and it just stinks of the boiling fat everywhere because they are treating the children with epilepsy just eats fat because 
but that's all they can eat then it's just like these fats and it it keeps the seizures away but it's like for very intense seizure syndromes not like a normal like people who seize the whole time and it it completely stops the seizures just being on this keto diet and i found that really interesting and that we don't really understand what what it is because it's in like as you said it's a keto diet helps a lot for brain health and that's because of metabolic switching yeah because we have evolved over long times to not only need glucose as a food source because when food becomes scarce we need to be able to use our fat storages so that's why our brains can either run on glucose or fats uh, yeah keto keto acids yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly so so that's why that's why intermittent fasting is good so that you go 16 hours or 20 hours without food so that your body it's called metabolic switching so it switches over to keto acids and your uh, your brain is not using glucose, it's using the ketone bodies. And that's that's why it's really good for brain health. Because uh, we're not supposed to be in a well-fed state all the time. Um, and then for some reason it takes away seizures and I find that really fucking interesting. Like, a- <laughs> <laughs> imagine this like well-studied neurosurgeon <laughs> just pulls up to Ukraine in like one or hospital and just kids eating fat like yes so ra- so and it works though i think there's a lot of things in that yeah, well now we have anti-epileptics like they just they can't afford they can't afford the drugs so they have to still <laughs> do the old ways like it's it's it was well known in 1930s and stuff before we came up with anti-epileptic drugs it was yeah. widely used and yeah now most modern countries and stuff with healthcare and stuff they they have access to the medicines but some some places don't, so they they still eat the fats. But see, I find a big problem in you say all these things, right? You say all these things, and it makes sense to a point. It makes sense that keep your body your body is made to adapt. So keep your diet almost adaptable, if you know what I mean. Change it up every now and then. But then we sit in this almost Western mind space mindset of you know. Am I hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. Let's let's go to the McDonald's and get a Big Mac. Let, let's go to KFC and get a Colonel Burger, you know? Like, yes, it's become too accessible. And it's not even, like you say, processed foods. Like, your processed foods, do you have any idea why it's so bad for you? Or like, is it just the fact of all the chemicals and stuff they push in this just to make it last longer? Yeah, it's, it's the, uh, I still don't understand it because processed foods is, it's such a wide character, like, um, category, but because you get like the heavily chemical processed foods, like uh, McDonald's and stuff like they are, they, they put a lot of chemicals in it. So, so it can last longer, uh, but then you get like dried fruits is processed. So it's not necessary. Like dried fruits are not bad for you. It was just dried and they last longer. And like, uh, as we have in South Africa, we have biltong. Like, okay, it's bad because it's extra salty. But like, there's no other added chemicals to it. Yeah, but biltong is pretty much just hanged up meat that you pretty much soak in. I don't know, you soak it in one or other. Yeah, it's just like a salty, vinegary thing. So it's it's not hectically, chemically altered. So they, they are not, they are bad because of the saltiness and other health things or raise a little bit of blood pressure or something like that but uh the chemicals and stuff can still be like the food itself can be broken down and used well 
But then like another another big thing is uh, soy. Everyone's like, oh, let's drink soy milk. Let's this. Like, it's the estrogen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It increases estrogen levels, and it it's it's so highly processed that it's it's very hard for our bodies to actually utilize it, and it makes a lot of damage in the colon and the microbiome as well. Like, what do you mean with processed? Because like you have a bunch because, of different to, to get it from to get from a soybean to make milk. There's a lot of processes chemical processes fermentation little grinding little this and they let it lie and i i I also once again like these things are a bit too complicated for me to really grasp it i just know it's bad yeah see so i because then they like people come from this like because a, a lot of foods and stuff like the good part about foods are the bacterias that you take in especially like yogurt but then you make low-fat yogurt, so only certain bacteria can survive in them. So it already makes the, bac- the it already makes the yogurt less useful. Oh, you know, okay. low-fat milk or very like high like. I I know you know this from South Africa as well. Like if you buy those those big jugs of milk, and you just like leave them on the counter for a couple of hours, you go smell it. It's fucking off. You can't drink that milk. You have to throw it away. It's it it reeks, and. That, that's that's how it's supposed to be but like look at the milks we buy here i can leave that milk outside for days and it's fine yeah. and milk can last two three months milk is not supposed to last that long it's supposed to be full of bacteria so if that if you leave it it get, gets get broken down it gets decomposed becomes nice yeah, so, and chunky so that's man. the thing so we yeah it becomes chunky it's fucked. you cannot eat that anymore but like that that that's what processed is they take everything good out of it and they just leave you with what they think is good. Oh, just the milk, just the little bit of protein. No, but you need all the bacterias and the sugars and the fats. And that's what makes milk so good. Why do you suck on your mom's tit? Because everything in there is good. There's a bunch of bacteria, a bunch of a bunch of fat, a bunch of sugar, everything. Yeah. And that it's when they start refining it, refining it, and it only takes out these little things, then it doesn't become good because it's a concentrate of one thing. See, like... I would like to rant about how I hate the fact that they process it. But yet again, like you have so many people to provide for. And yet again, you can't provide for everyone fresh produce every single day because shit needs to get traveled everywhere. So, yeah, okay, you need to cut this out to make it happen. Or to actually make it accessible to everyone to have a fucking carton of milk on in your spa or whatever grocery store you go to. But, man, I feel, yeah. Like, for example, this gut health thing, right? I find it so interesting because look at, like, a cow, right? These guys, they literally just eat uh, grass, so, if you look at the chemical structure of, like, how the glucose, the glycogen is built up, it's not, so the bonds are not alpha bonds, one for alpha 1-4 bonds, but beta 1-4 bonds between the glucose. And literally just the microbiome within the ruminant stomach, within this cow's stomach, they have the enzymes that can break it down. And it's just due to the fact that that is their gut health. That is what they got 
provide so they can actually break this down but if a human eats it you literally can't fucking break it down because you don't have the enzymes for that you're just going to shit it right out just like corn like if you can't actually break it down yeah and yeah fucking crazy man but have you heard of that uh you can actually start implanting like stuff into your microbiome like into your gut like so for example if you are like lactose intolerant you can actually like wash stuff into your stomach that puts enzymes or like the bacteria that can break lacto like milk down like lactase that contains yeah. the enzyme lactase and like break it down and then you can actually like not be lactose intolerant anymore well mo most people who are lactose intolerant can just take lactase pills it, it, it doesn't work for everyone but it does work for a lot of people and there's a lot of people who are lactose intolerant that can as you said it's, it's not really implanting they just get the right bacteria so say for a um there's also people who practice this as a, a kind of a reset for your microbiome and it has worked for people who are lactose intolerant and people who have like um, IBS, irritable bowel yeah. syndrome, uh, some some inflammatory conditions and stuff, because uh, most of it is caused by uh, imbalance in the microbiome. So what they would do is, like say before you get a colonoscopy, they put the camera up your ass and look at your colon. Um, so before you do that, you obviously have to rinse out. It has to be clean inside. Like you can't just press that through a bunch of feces. So um, before your colonoscopy, they give you a bunch of laxatives. Mm -hmm. So you just have like hectic diarrhea and yeah. clear everything out. And then you have, you lose like 99% of your microbiome. So a lot of people now after all these studies on microbiome and stuff, so they would take a bunch of laxatives, clean out their whole microbiome, take a lot of probiotics. They were just like, and then they would just for a week go on a probiotic diet, just like eat fermented cheeses and yogurts and um, whatever. And then prebiotics, like all these different, they would take like 30 different types of vegetables and just eat that. And then their whole microbiome would reset in like three weeks. They would have a whole Whoa. new colony. And then a lot of people get cured from their diseases, from the lactose intolerance and the IBS and Crohn's and stuff like that. It, it really helps. That's awesome. That's because how many, I think a bunch of people have just terrible gut health at this point. You yeah, know? but I, I understand that. Like, even me, myself, three, four months ago, my gut health was way worse than it is now until I started discovering these things. I learned about it, like, really learned. A guy that got through me, I, I took an elective class, which is called Disruptive Technologies in Medicine. And he had this guy talking about AI and stuff, and he, he told us about his routine. And he says every six months to a year, he sends a fecal transplant to a company in the UK that then um, analyzes his microbiome. And on an app on his phone, it tells him which food would be better for him based on the bacteria in his gut. And he says since he's been doing that, it's just been a game changer. And then I just thought like, okay, I'm just gonna make some tiny changes because my diet was very straightforward. I have like oats in the morning, chicken and rice, more chicken and rice. Uh, that sounds that, like my diet. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like it's, it's, 
It seems like it's healthy, but it really isn't because there's no diversity. So all I did is I, I added a few fruits, some nuts, some yogurt, some salad, just to have that diversity, that prebiotics, like feeding your bacteria what they want. They, they want that fiber. They, they want nuts because it contains fiber and nice fats. And they want these salads for fats and they want more bacteria friends. So you take some yogurt, just one yogurt every day. And I've been having so much like energy mood wise, just been feeling better, less stomach aches, little symptoms like that has just gone out the window. See, like when you said, when you explained your diet right there, it was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, because I think the biggest problem with my diet is mostly, mostly due to the fact that you live alone or not live alone, but yeah, you cook food for yourself. M mostly for me, I'm a student, man. What the f I don't have a family to provide for. I don't need to put food on the table for everyone. I just eat because I need calories in and calories out. And a lot of the time, it's, I swear to you, the exact same thing for a whole week, where it's almost the same constant repeat of, okay, so I had breakfast, which is like my future life, porridge or something. I literally fly it in from South Africa. Base porridge ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's rice, meat, and then like a vegetable mix type of thing and that's what i eat for the whole week and the next week it's pasta and then the week after that it's back on the back on the diet of you know rice meat vegetables and you know you say like the diversity stuff but like yeah that's i think my body got so used to like consuming that that it just knows perfectly how to break these three substances down to the par you know to the point. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we adapt really well to it. And so, and it doesn't make sense because we are young and we are students. It's like, I want to eat as cheap as possible <laughs> and whatever is the fastest to make. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I want to save time and money. And yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense. But then when you, when you actually change it and you feel the differences, it's really hard to go back. Yeah, like the... Energy level-wise, because I can think that, because, I don't know, I, I, I'm I going to switch off in my rant into the American diet and shit like that, because it's just, it's just something I, I it, it's feel... Just more, like, see, it's worldwide, but, like, it's just more prominent in the Americans, but... but I don't know. Like, it's, it's everywhere. Like, okay. Hungary has extremely high obesity rates. Um, you see it in the UK... You see it a lot of places, it's just because the US is so caught in the media and it's yeah. like so forth. Okay, let me, let me quickly rephrase my statement. It's Don't not me, yeah, it's not me giving shit on America. I'm just giving America, not the blame, but I'm putting... Yeah, because they started it. I'm, yeah. They deserve the blame. I, I'm putting the... Where did McDonald's start? Where did KFC start? Where did... The Whopper, Burger King start. Where did your pizza, all these things. But due to the, you know, almost worldwide influence they have on the whole, yeah, the worldwide influence they have, you can find a McDonald's almost in every fucking square mile, except if you 
are in fucking Kazakhstan or something. Surely then you cannot, <laughs> you don't find like a, a McDonald's in the radius of a kilometer, you know? But it is, I, I feel the convenience got so far ahead that it's just, man, and I can't think that eating a diet where you just eat burgers or fast food that is so highly processed that it, it can't, your energy levels surely get so depleted and destroyed that, I mean, yeah, like just bad health. Yeah. And, but then also you feed bad bacteria. So what is one, bad bacteria? Quickly just uh, The ones that, the, uh, it, it's, it's hard to say it's not the bad bacteria, but okay, so you are eating bad foods that are now known for obesity. McDonald's is the example we're going to go with. So you take, now you're feeding these bacteria the whole time, not the healthy ones, not the ones that want salads and fresh fruits and stuff. So they die out because they're not getting the food they want. So now you get these these bacteria that want the McDonald's and the fatty foods and the processed foods and the trans fats and lots of sugar, high amounts of salt, the perfect, yeah, you know, bacteria the... that really likes that. So they're yeah. thriving on that. So they now they are taking over and they can send out chemical signals that tell you I want more. That's why um, I don't know if you've ever been through periods where you like really like eating sweets. And then if you stop eating sweets for two or three weeks, you don't crave it anymore because then those bacteria that want them die off because the bacteria are the ones sending the signals because they call our um, nervous system in the gut, they call that your second brain because there's so much nerves and stuff going on there. And so these bacteria communicate with these nerves and they connect, they're connected to your brain. It, there's also... Isn't like completely also like almost desynced? from like your central nervous system from your brain no but they Isn't all it? communicate together it's because okay so because you can correct me on like, this it's like hunger signals and stuff like that it all gets sent yeah, 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 to yeah, your yeah, brain they, and, uh, definitely they connect it but i mean like isn't a i don't know where i read this this might not be true but like doesn't your stomach like how that works almost like you said like the second brain but almost have has its own autonomous function like it doesn't really need too much relay from your brain to actually still work because you oh, don't yeah, need no, to... it, it can work separately from your brain completely it's it's autonomic yeah it, it, it just works like on how your heart if you get a heart transplant for say uh, the nerves get cut off the your heart has no more connection to your brain when you get a new heart you can't reconnect those nerves but a heart works by itself because it has its own little brain in it. So you're telling me they cut off the vagus nerve, right? They, cut, is... they cut the vagus. There's no, there's no more, no, no connections. They, can't they put it back in. Put it back in. That heart works by itself. Then why? It why? works from chemical signals in the blood. What the fuck? That's yeah. crazy. It's the, it's the same with the intestine. They can work by themselves, but they also create signals that go to the brain. They go through the brain through the blood. That go through the brain through the nerves. They, they are doing extensive research now where they say depression is highly linked to your microbiome because a lot of gut bacteria produce serotonin 
and histamine and dopamine yeah. and stuff. They they produce these chemicals from your food that that plays a role on your mental health. So they have seen really good success in clinical trials of fecal matter transplant. So they would take shit from another person that is healthy and mentally well and everything, and they would put it in a unhealthy, depressed person, and they would have to obviously change their diets as well, but then to maintain these new bacteria, but they, they get all these new bacteria transplanted into them, and it cures their depression. South Park had an episode on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where, like, one of the moms, like, had, like, fecal transplant or something. And then, you know how South Park is. Yeah, they yeah, just get... They take, like, the... They just take, like, a topic and just send it into a new universe of absurdity. And then just, like, everyone just wanted to start getting this fucking woman's shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because of all the benefits. Yeah. Like, but it's also a great way of spreading the message. <laughs> just transferring your fucking shit to everyone. Nah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel the American rant thing again. I'm not going to stop anytime <laughs> soon. Nah, I'm joking. Because, yes, the depression that comes from the fact. Because look at it, man. Have you ever, like, eaten. A fucking burger, right? No, like, I don't know. I, I've no personally, like, if I'm really hungover, I sometimes, like, order myself, like, I don't know. Not anymore, but I used to. Get myself a Big Mac, eat it. Afterwards, man. It's the worst fucking after... Why the fuck did I do this? Like, it's... it's you feel bad within yourself after doing something like that and like surely that has to link with your body being like okay you did not feed me well i'm not going to treat you well for you doing this to me you know and then you get that type of i don't know depression almost are not yeah depression linked to this bad diet food stuff yeah it's also because these highly processed foods cause free radicals and they cause inflammation and now from the alcohol you already have a increased number of the you know reactive oxygen species free radicals and stuff so now you just give it more instead of if you have a fresh breakfast with uh, fruits and oats which contain antioxidants you'd usually feel better and then you just feel fresher you, you feel way fresher but then you eat something shitty upon the shitty like alcohol products being broken down in your system and they've just, it's just worse and i also have those cravings and i don't understand it like i'm just here and i'm like i have fresh food in the fridge <laughs> i can just it's not even two minutes to go just like heat it up and have a fruit but i'll just lie in bed and i'll be like fuck that let's order some burger king <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i'm craving burger king i do not care <laughs> I feel like shit the whole day. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> I do. usually pass out again after it. I like eat it. I'm like, oh, okay, now back to sleep. <laughs> and then you wake up and like, what the fuck did I just? Yeah, well, do? why did I do that? Like, it was like so much money gone. <laughs> like it's so expensive because like you you want it delivered, <laughs> so yeah. they they add their prices onto it. So it's like, oh, you get the money regret because you last night you spent so much and ah. you embarrassed yourself. You feel like death. You eat like shit, you feel like more like death. The whole day you're in bed, that yeah, just ruins it. 
Yeah, fucking food. But okay, so the book you read, right? I I want to find out. Did it, did he give any like tips or not tips necessarily, but more like recommendations of okay, maybe this is something you should better try and take, or if you know what I mean, like did he say try and get more fruits in or less this and less that? Is there a diet that he maybe recommended or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, he he says to stay away from like conventional diets, um, things like that, because they make it too complicated, too hard to stay with it, and like oh, you have to overthink everything you're saying. But he he did he did simplify it here in the end of the book. I'm gonna try and um, read exactly what he says. He he says yeah, if you want to be healthier, just keep it straightforward by helping your microbes. Uh, try to eat a greater variety of foods, as I said, yes. particularly fruits, olive oil, nuts, vegetables, um, a lot of fibers and polyphenols. Polyphenols are a bit like yeah, things you get in, say, like wines and stuff. Uh, ah. that, there, there's a lot of things rich in polyphenols. I uh, cannot remember it at the moment, so just look it up if you're interested. And <laughs> um, he says, avoid highly processed food. Anything that claims to be special, low-fat or light product or has too many ingredients and reduce your meat intake. Eat traditional cheese and full-fat yogurt. Avoid synthetic varieties. Try adding more variety of fermented foods to your diets like kefir, fermented cabbage, kimchi, kombucha, soy-based foods. Um, I like the concept that our ancestors ate in a very irregular and seasonal way. So intermittent fasting or giving up meat for months at a time or skipping, or skipping some meals seems sensible to enhance your perception of variety. Throughout the year, try to eat fruits and vegetables that are in season so as to increase the diversities of food you consume. Also cutting back on liquid calories such as sugar in juices and other drinks, as well as calories in cakes and snacks is sensible to avoid, and especially artificial sweeteners. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's basically what it comes down to. It's just like variety, fresh fruits, nuts, olive oil, avoid processed foods, and try to like get a bit of diversity. Cut meat out for some time, go a bit on intermittent fasting. Doesn't, don't go to extremes. Like intermittent fast once or twice a week. You, all you all you need to do to intermittent fast is just keep breakfast. Yeah. Already, you can have lunch again. Then you're already fasted for 16 hours. It's more than enough. Yeah. The the one, pa- like, paradoxically thing I, uh, like, heard from that whole piece is stay away from your low-fat yogurts and low-fat milks. Like, it, it's almost, like, so embedded in our head that, like, fat is bad. You know? It's like... Isn't there this huge controversy surrounding cholesterol? Like, how cholesterol, like high cholesterol, is seen as like such a bad thing, yet there's also such good things that cholesterol provides that it's not just a black and white thing, that cholesterol, bad. Yeah, because you you get your... Because that's the thing, people just see fats... Low fats and high fats, but no one really knows what fats mean because you get saturated fats, unsaturated fats, and trans fats. Trans fats are the ones that are really bad for you. 
they come from like deep frying food if you yeah. deep fry foods in oils it, it drastically changes the chemical structure and those ones increases your ldl your bad cholesterol but you get your good cholesterol which if you get saturated fats or unsaturated fats and stuff often like if you get fresh butter not like margarine which is once again very processed and leans to trans fats you um they they like because they, they change fresh the butter yeah. it increases your good cholesterol your hdls um and LDLs like, is the big problem yeah the, LDL, the, the, yeah, yeah the, the the bad cholesterol and that that comes from the trans fats the like deep frying fries and stuff from mcdonald's and stuff they're gonna increase your ldls yeah um, so yeah people like fats have gotten a bad name from the it comes from studies in the 60s and 70s that have all been like disproven now that's also what i've heard i've also heard like there was a bunch of study sadly guys sadly i'm not a professional i don't know nearly yeah, not about me either, this. So. like but i also heard this big controversy of like back in the day it was seen as cholesterol is these so bad and got fucking brainwashed into us and then they went back to the studies and they were like hey hey something is not correlating here hey there's there's something wrong it's not as bad as what was given to us right now but yeah i still think the human the human nutrition and the body is still so unknown that's that so co- we only scratching the surface of it it's it's the new science that's breaking through now it it's one of the the most controversial subjects because each study contradicts the next study and that like they they cannot really agree on things because most of them are only observational studies you you can only you, you don't interfere you just watch you watch people over a long time and those people follow this diet and those people follow this diet and you try to draw conclusions from that but as we said it's it's very hard to say like okay this comes from because that group of people ate more olive oil and that group of people ate more mcdonald's because it's it's not going to correlate because that group of people might have exercised more and and the other one has more of a sedentary lifestyle there's too many there's, there's too many variables so it's it's really hard to make the correlations they've they've come up with some smarter experiments where they take stay but this is more like studying microbiome but it all comes back to diet where they take st- uh they call it sterile mice so these these mice are like born by c-section and like kept in sterile conditions so they have zero microbiome they have no bacteria inside them so then they keep these mice on a certain diet on sterile foods and they stay the same eventually they become very unhealthy and they die but then they take <laughs> good side note <laughs> yeah, but but like in the beginning they take them and they give them bacteria that is associated with obesity and they put it in that mice they give them the same food as another mice exactly the same diet and that mouse becomes fat just based on the bacteria that he has and this is how they started making these correlations about which bacteria cause obesity which bacteria cause high cholesterol which bacteria cause this and now they are starting to create this gigantic database of bacteria and the effects they have they have a lot of um 
don't remember that like kind of like you had the human genome project in the early yeah. 2000s and stuff where they started building the genes out now they are starting to starting to build out our microbiomes because every person that does these things where you send in you send in your feces to be tested and stuff it all goes into the same databases and they, they start building up these and now they they are starting to use ai technologies to like start seeing the correlations and and building everything together and now you can see like okay i want more of you you get your personal screening and it says maybe you, you need some more of this bacteria and they can give you a probiotic pill and you take it you get more of this bacteria and they tell you a month later they check it again and they say okay eat these foods eat that food and that's going to be better for your heart health because i and a lot of people adapt really fast because if you see people in in say europe that eat a lot of red meat they they tend to have a lot of heart disease and gout but go to south africa you will not see the same trends although we eat red meat all the time because we have adapted over hundreds of years of just eating red meat mm that's interesting but fucking ai it's a bit on a different thing but yeah. how crazy is that not like cuz you can literally a, a human man a human brain cannot process all this shit but if you put a database right collect samples from everything and you just fucking input it in this ai mostly how crazy ai is at the moment earlier i i got pretty pissed <laughs> not pissed but like so i i wanted to check up on the cholesterol so i i have like this almost chat gpt type of thing on my phone so i it's on whatsapp i messaged it, it and it gives me an answer and uh i ran out of my like free trial type of thing and now they want monthly payments <laughs> fuckers <laughs> but like what is your opinion on like the human integration on ai at the moment like isn't it like crazy how we almost got to the point where ai can answer you everything like yes but at the moment ai is still wrong a lot that's what people don't realize it because we are you know, we are simple creatures we, yeah, we, we are so you, stupid you don't yeah. know that much to be able to say like oh the ai is wrong but the ai is is wrong quite often because uh it's only as good as the data you feed it um obviously chat gpt is phenomenal and probably that app you use is based off chat gpt because chat gpt comes from the company called open ai yeah and you can use uh, developers can use open ai to create apps so they use open ai open ai's like ai it's called open ai it's for yeah it's for so, so the developers use it to create these things like have you seen those things where you like type in like create me an image of michael jackson surfing on the moon or <laughs> you know like you you and then it creates you the image and stuff it's all based on open ai open ai which is all based on chat gpt so they create these things and they take monthly subscriptions and stuff that's how they create Get money uh... yeah um but like in the medical industry especially ai is picking up a lot there's there's these ai scanners where you can take a photo of like a mole and they would say you like they would tell you if it's cancerous um and that is all based off the data that it's fed so more that now the problem that they have with this it's, it's very accurate actually yeah until it comes to black people well it's very inaccurate it becomes very racially biased 
but it's not because the AI is racist. Because it's because it's mostly of the data that's been provided to it. Because the most data they got is from white people, because white people are more likely to get skin cancer. Oh, shit. So then it becomes, when it gets to black people, it becomes racially biased just because it has more white data. And and that's no one's fault. It was not on purpose. It's not anyone that decided it. It's just natural that black people don't get skin color, uh, don't get skin cancer because of skin pigmentation is... They have more melatonin, so they get less the skin odds, cancer. Yeah. yeah, the odds of... And then, like, so the AI is then biased. So how do you create AIs that are not biased? How do you get the perfect data sets? And that, that's the questions that a lot of people are struggling with at the moment. Designing Just give more data. AIs. Just give it more data so that it can... Yeah, but you need, like, if the majority, like, they feed them all these data, but 90% of skin cancers come from white people. So then 90% of the data is going to be white. So you, you can't just force more people to get skin cancer yeah. to get more data. So it, it becomes problems like this. I, that's just in the medical field. In but like, I mean, the medical field also like not just in human medicine, in like animal medicine. So in, in cats. So do you know the company Mars, like the Mars company? You know the Mars bar? Oh, yeah. The chocolate stuff. Very interesting. They they gather, they get more income in from the veterinary division in the big company than their chocolate producing side, which they got known for. I was never knew that. What, what Royal Canine, Yukonuba, oh, okay. all these foods. They not just have that, but they also have huge like veterinary companies that you know not privately owned, company owned. So very i don't know bunch of big ass veterinary clinics that they own and uh they did this with ai so cats have a really majority of the time when cats get older liver failure is it's bound to happen it's just a common trend in cats to get liver failure and had like a huge study done track the blood work from cats that ended up with liver failure and they fed all this into ai and now three years before your cat can physically even like get diagnosed with liver failure they can pick up that this levels of this and that and this substance is too high put it go check it out this is problematic. This is going to happen with that. And this is purely due to artificial intelligence. Because I don't think humans can... See, we are, we are fucking brilliant. Brilliant. Like, brain-wise and creative, intuitive, everything above. But we can't handle all these sets and con- make conclusions. But with the external help, man... The amount of shit we can change is ridiculous. Like, fucking crazy. Yeah, like, I, they have the same for... They also had a huge breakthrough in, like, lung cancer with the AI from scans that they can pick up lung cancer more than a year before the, any doctor would be able to pick it up, which greatly improves treatment probabilities. But, but a lot of people are seeing AI as a threat, but it's not. It's a tool. 
humans have always been great at creating new tools and it's a tool to use and if you don't learn to use it yes then you're going to be left behind but those who learn how to integrate ai into their lives and into their jobs they will be the ones that thrive because ai is going to become your assistant it's going to it's going to greatly reduce your workload or the like for they they already have these they it's really amazing and i'm so glad that they created this because this is the thing i was despising the most of becoming a doctor is the fucking paperwork <laughs> yeah. and and the and the like the reports you have to write and stuff like you just you see a patient while you're talking to the patient the ai is recording it on your computer and they writing the report for you as you go and everything is settled and all you do is the human interaction you do the treatment plans you get some recommendations from ai you you do all the doctor work with all the without all the hassle and the ai just does everything yeah i literally literally the answer that or the question i wanted to pop in my head ask you was don't you see as a future doctor you know being threatened by the fact that oh this is something that can do my job better than i can but yeah it's it's going to help you human, do human humans are fucking too we are we are at this point where we are due to the fact that we can use tools like the first monkeys used rocks then they made knives and then they made this and then they made that and now we are on a, at ai and i don't think you could say it any better that you just need to learn how to use this tool to make your life easier yeah exactly like ai is not going to go and cuz people are using it a lot in business now and creating businesses and stuff like that you you can you're not going to type into an ai you create me a business no you can give you a business plan or whatever, but you're still gonna do it. Like it's not even going to do the hard work to create that business. Yeah, you, like need you, to you still, still have to it. like, like it can help you bounce ideas off, but you, you're still gonna have to do it. And the human interaction, you're gonna have to put in the money, and you're gonna have to do that. And but it's gonna help you with like, oh, it can write your marketing plans, and it can create your logo, and it can create. If you use it as a tool, it can greatly speed up the process, and it it can give you better ideas and stuff. But you still have to implement it. Yeah. AI is not going to go and create businesses on its own. It's not going to... And it, the AI doesn't have empathy. It cannot <laughs> see human emotions. It cannot work like that. I, I don't know where it's going. And if you see a lot of like really smart people and like Bill Gates, Elon Musk and stuff, they, they, they really want to slow down on AI because they see the threats. And I, if they see the threats, I have to believe that they are there because they are way smarter than anyone else. Um, I think they're more linked into what's happening. If yeah, you know, yeah. I, and and they are just way smarter at predicting the future. That's how they make all that money because they can see what the future needs and they can create it. That's how they make multi-billion-dollar companies. You you don't just create them if you don't see the future. But isn't isn't it scary to have mass amounts of power? Not power, but something that you can't. It's the same with CRISPR. CRISPR is also a technology that has large amounts of question marks around it being like, yo, this, this, yeah, this yeah. is threatening to a lot of shit. But it's technology that can literally change humans. You, you can literally become fucking... It can cure all disease. It has the potential. I, I think the combination of biotechnology and AI is going to be 
you know, it's going to solve everything. It's going it, to, it can end aging, it can end disease. But then all the, the ethical questions come in, like, should we? Should we be doing this? But once you start something, there's really no going back. Oh, yeah, yeah. We... It's, it's out there. CRISPR is out there. They're already editing. In, in China, they are editing children and stuff. Yeah, the first, the first people like... So, yeah, yeah the yeah, first yeah. case of the yeah. guy that wanted to make HIV not possible for the two kids. But apparently also the but, HIV But gene... they were born immune to many diseases. Yeah. Uh, he, he's in jail now, but... Yeah, surely um, it's it's and, and he he created like it's it's people like that that, that it's, <laughs> and it's like only him it's only him doing it. No, no, like him into other people, but, but <laughs> he was the one that got caught. Yeah, and it's always that fucking guy that makes it slower. Like you know, for most of dri- like a lot of driving history, drunk driving was allowed until that one fuck went and killed the whole family. <laughs> now none of us can drive drunk. <laughs> You know, just that, like it's it's that one guy <laughs> that always makes the regulation for all of us. We I, all used to love LSD, and then one guy cut his own face off, and now it's jumped illegal. out of a building. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's like, oh, that one guy. Now it's gonna make all of us psychotic. <laughs> what? No, it's a good thing. <laughs> he just fucked every. Yeah, that's that's very true. That's so now, very. Yeah, true. That, that one Chinese guy really put a halt on like research now because now we, the the regulations are way tighter. And get, you get many cases like this. I, AI should also slow down until they because now they're starting to lose control about like how fast it's moving. Especially. Oh yeah, it's fast as fuck. Yeah. I mean, if you even just I, the other day, because as soon as you give it access to the internet, like look how powerful ChatGPT is. It doesn't have the internet, and it's just getting better, eh? Yeah, but it it doesn't have internet. Like, what if they give it access to the internet? It doesn't have access to the internet. It doesn't internet. have access to the internet. It's just trained off of books and research papers and stuff like that. It's just trained off text. Purely off text. It's the only data it has. Jeez. And it, it only has a certain amount of text, like a very small percentage of what is available. So what, what if you give it, like, access to everything? But, I, yeah, I mean, look at the jump that Chat GPT 3.5 to Chat GPT 4 made. Like... I still well, don't know how to access it though. You need to pay though. You, is, for is, four, is, is, for is four, you need to pay. For four, you need to. But I mean, fuck. I would pay it twenty dollars a month. Like honestly, for like insane amount of power. Literally, <laughs> literally <laughs> like, it's like at your fingertips. Like I started using it in December just as a study buddy. I for I, my I paper. Just bounce ideas off it. Like I'm struggling. I'm like, yo. So what if I give this medication? in that combination for this disease and then it's like yeah yeah you can do this and that and that and i'm like oh i'm like i don't understand how this physiological process works like help me connect heart failure and liver failure and he explains it like i'm a fucking kid and it just makes so much sense i i needed to write a paper now like for uh endocrinology and stuff like that like an essay and a lot of the shit i did was well not necessarily ideas but more like ways of figuring the majority of the shit out of how I should write it is via ChatGPT. Asking it, okay, I need to explain, this is way too fucking, the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. Give me fucking, what what does this hormone, that hormone, this hormone entail? And then you just get information like that about most of the shit you need to know and now you know the framework you need to base your written thing on 
Yeah, see, that's that's the correct way of using it as a tool to help you understand, to help you improve your own capabilities. But a lot of people would just go, write me my paper. <laughs> yeah. and, and see, that's the wrong way of using it because then you learn nothing and you, you most likely can get caught. Hey, but, but we like, are humans. That is what humans do. Yeah, yeah. Like, We're yeah, all but, fucked but, up. <laughs> but, but the ones who cheat are the ones that stay below. The ones who use it to improve are the ones that are going to come out at top. Yeah. That, yeah, that's just like... But it's it's a great technology, man. Like, I, I am... I'm absolutely loving it. <laughs> but see, this is yet again, I, I, it, it does get scary. It, I can see how you can get scared, but yet again, that, do you know one theory? This is just like a, just a theory. I think I, I don't know where I read it, but okay. Surely uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, oh. right? It, it has like this whole thing of they had this crazy computer they built to solve the question of why do we love? And then it couldn't process it. It couldn't figure it out. And then they said the computer, okay, create a computer that is more technologically advanced than you are. And then like, when does AI become that, you know, the tool for itself? For its better self, somehow. This is very hypothetical, but it's like something that's cool to think about. Like, can AI actually get to the point where they can increase its own intelligence, you know, become its own entity? Because now it's, it, it, it's the, it gives you the output that was put in by humans, but when can the technology itself input? And influence its own self. Yeah, yeah. What what you just came up, what you just referred to is like what a lot of uh, philosophers, yeah, what they refer to as the singularity, the moment that like technology starts developing itself, where we lose control of technologies, where we where we cannot predict the future anymore, where we do not know what's going to happen next. They call that the singularity, and it. A lot of people say, like, a lot of the smartest people over the last 30, 40 years have said the singularity is going to happen, like, between 2026 and 2032. Yeah. If like, I it's, mean, it's, it's coming fast. It, I mean, if, <laughs> if you just it's, look... It's here and we don't really know how the world is going to look in 10 years. Nah. And this is probably, like... I feel it's always like that. There's always, like, this period in human life where they always say, no, Shit is going to change so much. But it does. <laughs> and it always does. But I think the we climbed on this fucking roller coaster and it just got fucking extra boosters in. They just put fucking rockets at this back at the back and let's say let's see how fucking fast we can go. And are we staying on the tracks? Are we fucking making a huge ass crash? Fuck knows. That they they don't know they uh, a lot of people also theorize like like either the technological advancement is going to take us to the next level to a type two civilization whatever so maybe we find aliens and colonize other planets or maybe it causes the collapse of society we do not know we are just taking the chance <laughs> diving into the deep end because if you look like our grandparents were scared of the televisions because now everyone can be controlled by one message and everyone 
started, that's how globalization started. Everyone started having the same products. Everyone started seeing the same TV shows. Then everyone started thinking the same way. Then the internet came. Then cell phones came, smartphones came. And now look, look where we are moving now, artificial intelligence, and we are busy editing our own genes and we are eradicating diseases left and right and we are busy curing cancer and soon we will stop aging. Like, where is it going to stop? Because we are on the verge of many breakthroughs. We, space travel is right there. Like, we are going to colonize Mars in 10 years, within 10 years. We're going to end aging within 10 or 20 years. Like, what is AI going to do to help this? It's just going to increase the speeds. I don't know. Uh, to me, it's scary, but also so exciting. Uh, yeah, it's on the forefront, on the forefront of the unknown. It's always the most exciting part. Uh, it's make or break. It's what separates the men from the mice. It's what separates the great from the the brilliant from the average. You know, it's that it's that small difference. You know, and. Uh, yeah, I fucking on this crazy ass note, I would like to end this fucking GVO podcast, the good vibes only podcast, on a fucking bombshell, man. On a yeah, straight yeah, up bombshell. Stay positive. Don't don't fall into the negativity thing. Yeah, man. Be excited for the future. Yeah, we are here to dictate the future, man. Yeah, for, for how many years it's only gotten better. Life has only gotten better. You were farming, farming led to the end of famine. That led to cities being built. Cities led to more technologies, which all led to, you know, cars, TVs, internet. Space travel. And, and yeah, so more than likely, shit's going to go good. So stay positive. Yeah, stay positive. And, uh, they just fucking the good vibes go, man. And uh, regarding diet, uh, just a quick summary: fucking keep it, keep it diverse. Stay away from your, your McDonald's. Uh, probiotics, a lot of probiotics. Yeah, a lot of yogurts, cheeses, and just olive oil. Yeah, man. And full, stay full fat everything. Like full fat yogurts, just. Don't be shy. Just don't eat a bunch. Don't eat too much. Don't eat too little. Yeah. Then you'll be good. And uh, fucking check you guys next week. <laughs>